Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At-Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. We are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dads. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight. Got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet. Cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Hey, everybody. Welcome to 2024 and the Yay. beginning of uh show. Our show, yeah. Hope uh hope it was a great uh 2023 for you. Uh if it wasn't, hey, you get a new year to start over. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. a reset. But at the same time, uh you know, we're here for you regardless. Uh that's that's the uh delight of uh the org and of, you know, for the National At Home Dad Network and also for this podcast uh you know, we're always, we're, we're here for you. We want to, and we want to hear from you. That's the other fun thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Love to hear how you're doing and how your, how your year went, but also a lot of times, you know, we've talked on the show in the past, so we don't really make resolutions per se, but I think uh, really any productive person or really a happy person sets goals. You, know, you yes. put it like, yeah, this is what I want to do this year. You know, yes. so when you make it, you know, reasonable and you make it something that you can step into fairly easily, but still kind of a challenge for you or something you want to change, you know. And a lot of times we do that at the beginning of the year. So let us know what your goals are. Let us know Definitely. where you're where you'll where you'll be next year at this time. You know? Yeah. Well, and speaking of change too, we we've changed the time that we record this uh podcast because now you're gonna see Danny and I. Uh, wiping our eyes, maybe yawning. Yeah, uh, yeah don't, watch the vi- don't watch the video. It's yeah, de- it. definitely drinking coffee. Um, you know, the nice part is, is that you know we have to get up in time to get our kids around. Uh, yeah, except for this recording, which was uh, <laughs> Today. Yeah. which is which which was is done during a holiday break, and uh, you know, we we slept until the last possible moment that right. we to get. <laughs> yeah, there's no school today. Kids stayed up late. Kids definitely slept in this morning and yeah, 15 minutes before the show started, before we started our recording, I'm like, yeah. oh, I better wake up and get some coffee. So, yeah. My, my yeah. wife turned to me and goes, don't you have a podcast to record? <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, I sure do. Better get up and get some coffee. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, hopefully, like I said, everybody had had a great uh, end of the year. Um, I, I will say uh, one thing that Danny and I really want to talk about, and I think it's probably one of the most important things to start off with for this year, is the fact that uh, if you were a member of the National At Home Dad Network and you, you, know, you paid your membership fee, uh, that ended at the stroke of midnight. And so uh, on New Year's and on New Year's Eve. And so that means that if you don't have like set up for uh, re-renewal or you're not a lifetime member, uh, you are going to need to jump back on and uh, make sure that you, uh, you know, get things set up to to pay the uh, the membership fee for 2024, uh, which we we, the organization greatly appreciates uh, if you do that. Um, helps out with a lot of different uh, avenues that uh, we work with. Um, and you get the benefit of being able to continue to get um, the resources that we have available uh, for members only, uh, especially all of the uh, videos from past conventions, which is, I honestly think, 
probably one of the biggest uh, resource tools mm -hmm. that we uh, we offer uh, because there's some great videos from the past few years. And I love about the videos is there's always something that I either wanted to go see and had to see something or had to do something else, you know, wasn't able to make that one or something I did. And I want to remember what the person said more specifically. Um, we quote, or I quote at least, uh, uh, Catherine Perlman all the time. Yeah. Uh, when she presented in Orlando, which was years ago. Right. And um, her, now I have her book. That's great. Uh, it's called Ignore It, the, her first book. And I quote that. I read that. That's It's been a fantastic help in helping teaching me how to be a better parent. Right. But I think about things just from this past year. Um, I, I, I really want to hear the stories. I really want to hear the examples. I really want to hear the tips and tricks and and the, this is how you handle these things yeah as simple as sewing right yep yeah you know, paul you, gordon's mom doing the sewing that right? was awesome i learned to sew like sew on a button and sew up you know a tear on a seam years ago well decades ago in fact it was so long <laughs> did you take home at class because i did uh, yes yeah it yeah. was great it was fantastic um which yeah we should talk about that too because that was hilarious because no other guys in home ec and they're like, what are you taking that for? We're going to shop. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's where all the boys are. Right. So you didn't get yeah, that choice. I'm going to home ec. Yeah. It, it, in my school, you didn't the girls get that choice. Are. Yeah. You didn't get that choice in my school, man. I, I mean, it was, it was junior yeah. high. Everybody went there and, uh, uh, that, you know, what's interesting. I was actually listening to NPR the other day and they were talking about the fact that there's this culture trying to sort of come back into, uh, more of a mainstream where, uh, it's okay to wear second secondhand clothes. It's okay to mend things that have gotten a tear in them and rewear them. And actually, um, there's this idea of like sewing with purpose, so that like it's almost like there's a bit of art to it. Um, and they were talking about the fact they're like, man, they wish that uh, home ec classes would come back to schools. And honestly, I was like, man, that would be great. I told Corey, I said, I I would love to if I could hone my skills a little bit more, uh, it would be really cool to walk into a school and say, Hey, like I would be willing to teach a home ec class and, and, you know, teach, you know, it's like as stay at home dads, we already know how to do a lot of cooking and baking and things like that. And mm -hmm. then, you know, <clears throat> for those that actually know how to sew, like that's just an extra thing. And so you bring all those together. And I honestly think it'd be a great almost way for stay at home dads to figure out a way to, kind of get back into the workforce in a way it's like hey like i can because you don't really need like a teaching degree to like do sewing class or anything like that but just the experiences that you have and being able to show uh you know kids the that a huge life skill honestly that mm -hmm. it you know that because there's not very many seamstresses out there in the world and uh you know, there's not many places to go to except for maybe your grandma to like maybe go get something mm -hmm. sewed and uh you know they don't stick around forever, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a good skill to learn. So I was like, man, that would be actually pretty interesting to see, you know, if there's dads out there who are like, I could do this and like go to go to junior mm -hmm. highs and, and teach it because it's not so much a high school thing. I I saw some at high school. It is definitely something that you, you can sign up for. And it mostly was uh, girls that did that. But in junior high, it's like every all the kids, you get a chance to introduce it to them and you can do some pretty cool stuff. I learned how to make a stuffed animal actually when I was in junior mm -hmm. high. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. And that, like you said, and, and grandmas, unfortunately don't last forever. Um, right. And that's why we have videos. 
Exactly. The home con, so you can go back a, a year from now when you have forgotten, which I will, everything you learned <laughs> in that class about sewing. I've only watched yeah. the video once. So I'm like, yeah, hey, this is awesome. This is great. And it's kind of muscle memory. You have to really be using it to keep it up. Yeah. Being able to go back and go, uh, what did Mrs. Gordon say about that again? Oh, yeah, that's right. This is how I do this. This is how I do yeah. this. Yeah. The yeah. other and the other person that I was gonna say that uh brought a lot of really great information to was uh Melissa Davidson. Um, her, yeah, uh, yeah. her, her look on, um, you know, how we see things, you know, how like one parent sees, th- sees how things are going versus another parent and being able to evaluate that. I think that mm-hmm. that video itself would be a great place to start actually for 2024, because you get an opportunity to evaluate how you see things versus your partner spouse sees them. And kind of get things going on the right foot. And uh, she had some great resources. Uh, she also had a, um, like a great, yeah, card set. Uh, I got that, her cards, yeah. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's, it, you find out when you do the exercise that she was, that she walked us through that um, it might, it, you might find it, you, there's a real big surprise, like just with the fact of, you know, what things you, connect with and what things that you know mm-hmm. are just missing and uh just how you um you know it's where you score things in life uh so that's to me that's the one that i would start with for for 2024 yeah. <laughs> and it's and and i don't want to spoil it too much because you know you really need to listen to her she's she's the professional yeah she's the professional <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um but but your values is so important it reminded me that uh, when before Marnie and I got married, we actually sat down with a, I think he was a pastor of the Lutheran church. Um, the, he wasn't our pastor. We we were looking for, we were in Georgia. We we're going to get married in Minnesota. So we're looking for someone that could do everything pre-marriage that we needed to do in Georgia so that we could go to Minnesota and get married, right? Have wow. the actual ceremony. Um, so the but one of the things he said, he, he sat down and he said, yeah, I'd like to learn a little bit more about you and what you think about things. And, um, and I'm like, okay, I could talk about myself that all day, no problem. But the reality of it was he was looking for how we both view things. No simple stuff. Like, do you want kids? And we were like, yeah, we want kids. We both want kids. And then he said, you know, after we we were there for like half an hour, so it wasn't any jumped right to this, but one of the big things was the, the old, uh, almost philosophical question of, if you were in a fire and you had to save one of them and you could only save one of them, would you save your partner or your child? Mm. Right. Mm. And it, 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 that's it. You know, and, and I went, Oh, well, absolutely. My partner. Yeah, of course. And Marnie goes, what? I'm like, yeah, what wouldn't you? She goes, no, I'd save our children. I'm like, you, what? You, what? <laughs> we can have more kids. And she goes, oh my God, no, we can't. I mean, we could, but they're not, that's our babies. The, the, and it yeah. was hilarious <laughs> because the disparity in what we thought of and what we wanted to do as far as children. And, 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 and of course it's a hypothetical and right. there's really no possible way you would ever fall into that situation. But the reality was that we had a very different viewpoint on that. Yeah. It was wonderful to figure that out because then we could, you know, going forward, 
you know, I could make sure that I always had fire extinguishers near me. And uh, that way, you know, I could put myself out evidently and get out of the house. Thanks, Marnie, for letting me die. But, you know, um, <laughs> but, the, but the reality of it, what coming back to what we were talking about is what we valued most was very important. And in that 30 minute conversation, we covered so many things that you just don't really think about when you're in love. Oh, I love you so much. You're so amazing. And and I am in love with Marnie still. She is so amazing, but yeah. it was good to know what you value. You know, yeah. does, yeah. does turning out the lights when you leave a room, is that something you would do or are you a monster? Well, <laughs> and you have to know these things ahead of time, right? You have to figure these things out. Um, and Melissa Davidson really just helped hone down on that. And what's really cool is it's learning how how to use that in parenting, like how you parent your children. Um, I mean, I, I do not spank my kids. I've not spanked my kids. I, you know, I, I did the very first kid. The only thing I knew was how to spank. Right. And that's what I did. And I, I, I apologize to the world for that. I think that was awful, but it's the only thing I knew. And I had to learn other ways. Right. Um, Marnie also had to learn other ways. That's that's just one of those things. But looking at, okay, what do I want out of this? What do I value? And having a friend say something as simple as um, uh, encourage your brother to get down from that, you know, to get off the trampoline or whatever she said. And I'm like, encourage them. What the heck? Just tell them, <laughs> yell at them. And if they don't respond, go slap them, you know? And, and of course, that's not what I thought. But the reality of it is my mindset was based on my childhood and how I learned and how I had to learn new things, right? And so in the end of it, I valued more. All I want is my children to be safe and to be happy, yeah. right? Yeah. So hitting them's neither of those things. Right? It's just, <laughs> right, you know, right. it's just that's bad, right? But figuring out what the value of it was for me, you know, what, what do I want? Did I really want them to be like almost a military? Yeah, snap to, let's do this thing. No, not really. That's not the household I want to raise, right? Yeah, um, definitely. And going through that with your partner and saying, you know, well, how do you value encouragement? How do you how do you value positive reinforcement? You know, where where, where do you where do you fall on these these ideals of how to raise a child? Um, and Melissa mm -hmm. did amazing stuff. Oh yeah, um, I would say both for you know intercommunication between you and your partner, and then definitely communication between you and your kids. It's amazing. She's I hope yeah. she does. She, she, I hope the world hears her message. Really, definitely, it's fantastic. So, yeah. So you have those uh, sessions. Like, like mm -hmm. for for uh, Mrs. Gordon, that was a, a breakout session. Delightful. For, for uh, Melissa, it was a, a main room session, and I think that you know just the difference. Even though one's a breakout and one's a main, there's so much power and so much information in the different like things that were. Uh, presented in all those things. Um, I think another another one that was uh, really great was uh, with um, Jeffrey Bernstein, you know, like his uh, exploring gender inclusivity. I can't even, can't even say that inclusivity. word. Inclusivity. Yeah. Uh, it's gotta, early. <clears throat> Got to take a breath in between that one. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that that presentation was amazing and had so much power in it. And honestly, like is something that I think, you know, it's, I feel like that one, that present presentation specifically, there are people who are trying to figure out how to be the best person they can to, to, to change in ways that, you know, that 
this is what they've learned. Like, this is what they know. And then also too being able to see like, Oh, like I need to, you know, round out this rough edge of, Mm -hmm. you know, how I, you know, see people or treat people and that kind of thing. And I, I'm guilty of that. And I've, I've been working on it for, you know, years here now. And especially since joining the national at home dad network and just being around other people that uh, I've otherwise never had any contact with before and being able to see the value in them and um, just uh, the friendships that have come out of that as well, because of the fact that I've been willing to, to work on those things and and be open to being called out actually. And, you know, people have Mm -hmm. pointed out different things. And so um, I really appreciated his presentation and it was just so powerful to, to hear it. Um, but I think too, as dads who are raising children to be adults, uh, it's, it's something that where, you know, you, you have to go out and search to find, um, the information that he brought, because it's not something that's just yeah. going to come to you. Um, you know, if you come to home dad con, you do kind of get to have it come to you in the fashion of if you did not know that that was going to be there or whatever, like you're getting that information that way. But honestly, like it, it's something you have to actually take the time, the energy to say, I want to do, I want to do this. I want to know this. I want to know this information. Um, and so I greatly appreciated mm-hmm. his presentation this year or this past year, actually. Yeah. And Jeffrey's amazing. I, I love him so much. He's just one, he's an adorable person. He just he is. is. I just yeah. want to hug him. I want to, I want a little stuffy of Jeffrey Bernstein sitting <laughs> on my shelf. That's what I want. <laughs> I mean, to pull it down every once in a while and hug the crap out of him and put it back. Can it be you a know, squish he's model? Just a, he's adorable. Yeah, right? Wouldn't it be the perfect squish model? He would be the perfect squish model. He really would. It would be rainbows um, and all yeah, that. Yeah. He's delightful. Great, very he's colorful. Delightful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and again, all of these things that we're going over, all these things that we talk about are part of your membership, are part of what we offer to you to bring that value. And the membership is, is it's actually cheaper than it needs to be. And uh, I'm just oh, going to yeah. say that if it's you want to go ahead and get in now before we change the price, we might be changing the price because I mm-hmm. want to change the price. Um, uh, our old treasurer, Ed Lavezzo, and I hope Ed's listening, um, said something to me at a point and other people have said it since, but he said it to me first. He said, well, I look at the things that the board wants to do as memberships. How many memberships do we have to, to sell basically in order to pay for the convention? Yeah. That's, that's all it is. Okay. So you want to add, like we added the, the, um, the plaques or the little, little trophies for the Hogan Hilling award. And we added a, a whole new trophy for great the alumni award, Yeah, you know? Right. And it's amazing, but it is a cost. Right. Yeah. And so like the smallest one, I, you know, I'm not going to say, but let's say the smallest one was $35. Mm-hmm. Well, that's one more membership that we need someone to, to join us so that we can pay for that. Right. Yeah. We're not, I mean, you and I joke about it. We talked about it real before earlier today, and it's like we don't get anything for this. We're not getting paid for this. This isn't, no. you know, this isn't something. We're all volunteers, and we do it out of our heart and out of our passion, and we love it. But we still have bills to pay, yeah. both for running the organization through the year and for running the convention, which is probably what we're most famous for. But all of that added content all those things that we're putting into the membership only even t-shirts you can only buy if you're a member and things like that 
these are things that we supply or we offer as a resource because we want our organization to reach more dads. Yeah. And we've been very lucky too on the fashion of like with guests for the webinar and for the podcast of not having to um, spend any money to bring those people on. Like they've just Mm -hmm. out of the kindness of their heart been like, yeah, I'll give you an hour of my time. And a lot of, a lot of uh, guests on podcasts, they, they want a check. They, you know, they're Mm -hmm. like, I'm not coming on. I'm not spending my time. If you're not paying for me to be there. Um, and, and I really thousands of oh dollars. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I it's it a blows blow, my mind. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, I remember uh us trying to uh well, so there's two that I remember specifically. Uh let's not re- name names. Let's not name names. Well, Can we not no, name these, names. These are professionals. Okay. All right. Well, I didn't want to like embarrass anybody or, or put anybody out make them see. No, 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 no. These are professionals. I'm so greedy. No, no, right, no. These are ahead. so the first one was we jokingly were like let's see what it would take to bring Rick Moranis like to mm-hmm. home dad con. And I remember us reaching out and talking to like his publicist and it was like 25 grand or something like that. It was like, yeah. Holy, I mean, that was eye opening for all of us to be like, wow, I had no idea. Like that's mm-hmm. what it costs to bring somebody yeah. like that to a convention. And I, I think for him too, if you look at his life, he gave up acting so that he could raise his right, kids. Right. And that's so it's why a we love him. Yeah. That's why we love him so much. So yeah. And and I think too, not only a livelihood, but I think he's of a mind of like, I don't really want to do this. I got a family, I got things I'm doing, but if you want me to come do it, I will, but you gotta pay me. Yeah. You know? Um, and then, but then the, there are also two like there, the there are like a uh, dad comedian, like a dad comedian, like uh, mm-hmm. or not a dad. Well, like, yeah, like um, what's his name from w- Wisconsin? Uh, I can't think of his name right off the hand. Uh, off, like anyway, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the the Fleet Farm guy. Oh crap! What is his name? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it. Everybody I, says his name, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. And they show me a video. I'm like, oh, is he yeah. that famous? It's completely yeah. lost me. But it, I mean, it costs. I don't remember the exact number, but it was thousands of dollars to even like entertain, you know, get him to, you know, consider uh, being, you know, oh, having yeah. some participation in home dad con or, you mm-hmm. know, even to like bring him on like a podcast Charlie or whatever. Barons. Charlie Barron's. Yeah. And, and I get I it. it. Like that's his, that's his bread and butter. And I totally mm-hmm. understand that, but it's one of those things where it's like, this organization does not have those funds to be able to do something mm-hmm. like that. We've had where we've brought people in before where there was such a passion to bring in a speaker or something like that, that there was a group of people that would be like, well, we'll just pool our money together to make this happen. Um, And so we've had that happen before, but it's not something where it's like, we actually have money set aside to bring in, you know, speakers for anything, especially even home dad con. I mean, the people who Mm -hmm. come in for home dad con, those speakers are giving of their, their time. Like they're giving, a lot actually to come and it's super amazing how um, they see the value in connecting with other dads like with with the uh, organization and um you know that's that's all part of that whole thing where it's like you know we we basically the, the organization itself has it set up to where we're just trying to kind of pay the bills you know and figure out a way to you know do these other things so mm-hmm. I completely understand the conversation and idea of well maybe it maybe we do need to up 
membership a little bit to you know cover things especially like you were saying like awards and and stuff like that because you know i know in past years like there's just been a lot of times it's uh board members who are just passionate about like this is i i really want this i will just Mm -hmm. pay for it out of pocket yeah and 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 that's that's how it's happened you know and it's like Mm -hmm. so i i I want I wanted to say that just from the fashion of I just want people to I just want yeah just the listeners and anybody who's thinking about you know membership be like man like that would suck if they raised it it's like but do you understand that there are people just paying out of their own pocket yeah one big lump thing when if you brought in a group of people it was a conglomerate and it was like oh it's like two dollars here two dollars there kind of deal like that's everybody went up like everybody went up five bucks everybody went up five bucks what what would that mean to me right well okay five more dollars a year i can do that right um i'm i'm of course in a place where i can do that in fact you know so it's but it's five bucks is five bucks and it is more money but what it does if we have 200 people yeah pay us five more dollars oh wow okay so yeah we've got a thousand dollars that we can deal with we can handle we can do this we can do that whatever it's amazing yeah. how much help it is for the organization. So, and I'm not talking like, I think it should be a hundred dollars. I, I really no, don't know. Yeah. You know, it's not like that, but we need to go up and the, the board is talking about it and it's not my decision, of course, but I am all for it and, right. and hoping that we do it. So um, a good impetus for anyone out there that's on the fence, if you are, go ahead and get into that early bird price of $35 because uh, <laughs> yeah. Danny may make you pay more next year. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, yeah, but we really want to push that. And and I hate asking for money. I do. I think everybody I would, does. Yeah. It's just awful. It's just awful. And I don't, you know, like I've never really enjoyed being on any type of fundraising opera- operation. Uh, I tried the Knights of Columbus for a little bit yeah. and I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't just ask people for money. No, it's just, you know, it's just, and the church has enough money. Just tell you. That's why I'm not a night. That's part of the reason I'm not on anymore. But like the PTA, PTO, whatever you go to, how do we raise our funds? How do we make money for the for the school? And you you can watch and see how beneficial that money is to the school. Oh yeah. I mean, I've had schools that put in a playground over you know several years time, but they had that goal of having that big thing done, and it makes the whole school better for everybody. And that's yeah. kind of what we're looking at with this. You know, the, the more people that are able to donate to us or become a member, the better off our organization is going to be. And that's the focus that I use to allow myself uh, or push myself really to say, hey, um, we would love it if you would help us out. We would yeah. really appreciate it. We would use it well. You can look at our finances. We're absolutely transparent on our finances. They're in the minutes every single Every single month, I have to sit through a treasurer's report. Sorry, treasurers. <laughs> it's very valuable. It needs to be. There. I just you like hanging out with Grady Black. Just, Come on, I love Grady. <laughs> Grady is awesome. But just like just like Grady said when he started, I said the same thing. I I don't do money. I can't do money. And I literally I can't. I would fail so hard at that. I would ruin it. Yeah. But Grady has picked it up and he's done a pretty darn good job for somebody that really this is not in his wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. But he's done it. He's done the work. But I think even he would admit that every month sitting through him reading the report is not the most exciting part of his month. 
I right. would say. Or I feel like <laughs> I just thought about this. It's like if somebody ran for uh for the board and like their thing was like they're really good at money and that was their whole platform. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like everybody would be like Ed. That guy. Yeah, exactly. Ed, Ed when I when we, we first talked about it, he goes, Oh yeah, I used to be I don't know if he used to be an accountant. I know he was in financials and everybody yeah. was like, You should be on the board. Yeah, <laughs> because you're one. The treasurer is the most important job. Oh yeah, you really is. The books you, and keeping an yeah. eye on everything, and it's yeah. down to the penny. And mm-hmm. Ed was amazing. And we got another guy in, um, uh, Lou, who came in. Lou, oh crap, Lou, I'm sorry, I forgot Moreno. Yeah, yep, Lou Moreno. Um, and he said the same thing. I kind of, you know, I, I've I've been in financials. I do that, and I'm like Lou, you can be on the board because we were getting on at the same time. I said if it comes down to it, you can have my spot. Yeah, because we need that way more yeah. than we need some. Well, I remember talker. You know, that's about all I, I, I remember. I remember when uh, David Rogers was on, and he got kind of like mm-hmm. pushed into the role. But he's a scientist, and he, lo- you know, he, so research and digging through things, and he dug through like the finances and and found a whole lot of stuff. And that actually was sort of like the start of like uncovering kind of like years of just. I don't want to say it in a mean way, but maybe like poor management of uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> of our finances. Well, running and so, a volunteer organization, right? Exactly. You know, it, that's all. Yeah, and that's and that's what it is. is volunteers that you know they're trying to help, and so yeah, he he uncovered a lot of different things, and that sort of like started to like open up, like oh, we 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 forgot about this, or we we kind of missed out on this, and like you know, and and that's. The other part of it is having somebody who's like very keen on keeping an eye on those mm-hmm. those sorts of, of pieces to the puzzle. Um, so, yeah, like I was just thinking about that. Though. I was like, man, if, if you had somebody who was like just really like excited about numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that guy's and a gold it. mine. That guy's perfect for it. <laughs> that, that's their thing. And that's what, you know, we talked about it previously with Keith running the uh, the convention and stuff. And yeah, that's what. And this was and I think I've said this in the podcast before. Uh, apologize for my redundancy, but he said, talking about one person, he goes, yeah, well, they're going to, this person's going to do this because that's their thrive. And I went, their thrive. Yes. I love that use of that word. I've never had it used that way, but that's what, that's what we're talking about. It's a great You find word. somebody that thrives on numbers and yeah. keeping the accounts and everything. And like, I would, I would cry. If I had to do, I would just sit there and go, I don't know, man, it says minus 10, but then the Excel sheet turned it into a date and now we're all fucked up. You know, I'm sorry. I'll screwed up. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would, it would be horrible because I, I just don't like money. I really don't like having money or dealing with yeah. money. It's a, it's an ancient thing in my life, but somebody that is their passion is their thrive. You find that person. Yes. Yeah. Come on. We well, need that help. It's the so. same thing too with, uh, you know, like social media and the marketing team. I mean, you got mm-hmm. guys like, you know, JHG and Patrick Wilburn and uh, Josh Bernston. Like those guys, like they all have such a passion and drive to mm-hmm. create, you know, graphics and, you know, yeah. work on figuring out ways to just draw people into the social media platforms and, and those kind of things. And it's, that's, that's their thing. Like, you know, I remember Joshua being like, well, I, I can do this. And I was like, all right, great. Like I hadn't really seen much of what he is doing. And man, he just took off like a freaking rocket. And I was like, mm-hmm. all He's right, amazing. like you got this. And then Patrick jumped in and was like, well, I know how to do graphic. You know, I can build some of these things up, which was huge mm-hmm. because for the longest time it was JHG doing and it all only, yeah, and only him. And now like, 
you know, especially with the transition that JHG has made, you know, kind of back into doing some work outside of the home because his mm-hmm. kids are older, like Patrick has taken a ton of work off of his table, you yes. know, off his, off his plate. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's those kind of things, like the continual, mm-hmm. like who's walking in the door next. And they actually are like, I can do this. I know how to do this. And they come in with confidence, passion, and the skill set to make it happen. And mm-hmm. those are the things that really help continue a volunteer organization to just thrive. Like you were using, yeah. like, <laughs> that's going to be the new yeah. word for 2024. That's thrive. 2024. Thrive. Yeah. <laughs> find your thrive. That's find what you, thrive, it used to be. Yeah. Find your tribe. Cause that's what communities are. It's what we're here for. But now it's find your thrive. What's your I like that. Actually, that's, that's a really right. good slogan. 2024, yeah. the national at home dad network, find your thrive. <laughs> We're very, we're very, uh, we're very young, aren't we? Yeah, we're very hip, hip organizations. Bunch of dads. We try, we try. Well, I mean, you know, you know how dads are. We always try to be. We always try to sound hip. Yeah, we we do. Yeah, slide into the room on our heelys. Look at the other kids and their friends and go. Anybody want a YOLO? Anyone? Oh my god! (laughs) Wow, you mentioned heelys. (laughs) Love it. Right. Right. Because when your kids say, Dad, please don't embarrass me, it's like, that's a challenge. Yeah. Okay. Challenge accepted. <laughs> all right. All right. The uh the funniest thing is is all through when 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 my oldest got into high school, right? And I'm and I'm giving him as much freedom as I can because I need him to learn how to be responsible, do all these things for himself because he has to know them, in my opinion, before he leaves our house mm-hmm. to go to college. He needs to know how to like uh, work his finances, you know, put money in savings, um, yeah. all these other things, be on time, follow a schedule, be there when he's supposed to be there. Right. Um, and so in, and I think it was actually in eighth grade, he did it first. I showed up to pick him up after school and he didn't, he wasn't there and he didn't have a, 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 a phone at the time. And, um, I just sat there for like 15 minutes before he finally just, you know, decided to come out. And he's like, Hey dad, I'm like, you're 15 minutes late, bud. And he's, Oh yeah, I was just doing this. And I stopped and get something out of the vending machine. And I'm like, okay, all right, well, I understand all those things. You want to do all those things. Um, we can do one of two things. One, um, we can change the time, right. That we meet. I'll, I'll come by 15 minutes later. That's fine. Or you can be here on time, mm-hmm. but whatever time we set, you have to be there at that time. And he's like, yeah, I'll do that. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. I'm going to show up tomorrow in my, oh, my, my denim overalls with no shirt and a straw hat. And they're going to be rolled up so that the pig poop doesn't get on them. And I'm going to walk into that school at the time you're supposed to be here and start calling out your freaking name. Oh my gosh. And he's That's like, awesome. what? Dad. <laughs> like, yeah, don't, don't treat me like I don't exist other than when you need me. You say like, whatever you say three, I'll be here at three. I'll probably be here two minutes early. Yeah. That's what I do. But if you decide at eh, three, three thirty, whatever. Yeah. Well, that's not going to work. Right. Mm-mm. And in life that doesn't work. You have to fit your schedule to the people around you. You have to look at the people and go, Oh, Hey, you know, like, like you and I, every week we get together at a time that sometimes it's super convenient. Sometimes it's not convenient at all, but we're right. still here. We still do it because we've committed that to each other. And that's exactly. what you do as a responsible person, right? I'm like, yeah, sure. All right, bud. <laughs> I you like that though. One chance. <laughs> and then I'm just going to embarrass you until you cry. Mm-hmm. And then you'll show up on time, won't you? You will never make me late again. <laughs> well, that you were mentioning about like, um, 
you know, money and that kind of thing. Like that's, that's a huge one. Like, uh, especially from the realm of just teaching kids. Cause I, mm-hmm. lots of kids, especially when they hit junior high and high school, it's like, Oh, they see mom and dad is like, yeah, there's plenty of money. Money just grows on trees. Like they have a mm-hmm. money tree in their backyard. Like that's just secretly invisible and parent, you yep. know, mom and dad just go out there and pick it off of there when they're sleeping or something that's like right. that. That's right. And, uh, I was listening to, um, uh, Caleb actually. And the, one of the DJs said, I think I have failed as a parent. And I was like, Ooh, that's a very strong statement to make on mm-hmm. national radio. And, uh, she said that, uh, her teenage son, uh, had, uh, I guess done some damage to their car or his car or something like that. And it was going to cost yeah. like $1,700 to fix. Ooh. And he just walked in and was like, Hey mom, Hey dad, um, I need $1,700 to fix this. And they were like, what? <laughs> and um, they they kind of had their own little personal check on things and was like, oh, we have not done a great job of teaching how money works or how mm-hmm. like we're not going to be the one that's going to foot the bill for all of this stuff and they're going to have to figure it out. And it was interesting, like the conversation that took place because, um, you know, different parents do it differently like there's no one set way to right. deal with that so like there are some parents who say like they were talking about like one person said like oh my dad was always like 50 50 so like if something happened or if like you know hey like i'm in sports like if you're doing like maybe elite sports or something like that it's like i want this pair of jordans or this pair of soccer shoes or whatever it is and they're like 80 bucks and parents are like fine you come up with 40 i'll come up with the other 40 and you can get them um, nice. and or there's percentages like they were talking about like, all right, well, I will pay, you know, 15, per, 15, 20 percent. The rest is on you kind of deal. Um, they, theirs was they actually had it the other way around, like the parents were going to pay 15, 20 percent on the seventeen hundred dollar mm-hmm. thing. And I'm like, that's not a lot. <laughs> like, you're really not teaching the right thing there. Like the heavy yeah. portion of it should kind of go to the kids so they understand yes. like the value in it. And I think that that's super important because um, kids are always asking for things and to Mm -hmm. spend the time to be like, Hey, listen, like, I understand that you want this. However, like, like we, we would teach our kids in the fashion of like, they, they've been told this is how much money I make an hour type of deal. This Mm -hmm. is what it would take. Like if I wanted to buy this, like this is how many hours I would have to work. But before that, even too, there's taxes that get taken out. So mm-hmm. you actually have to work even yes. more kind of deal and being able to explain that to kids. And that's actually helped out like dramatically for us because there are times where the kids are like, I want this Lego set or I, you know, I want that uh, video game. And it's like, okay, like what have we talked about? And to be able to just go back to that and also too to make sure that it actually has like sunk in, you know, like what have we talked about in this instead of just saying no, Nope, mm-hmm. we're not doing that. Like to actually go into an explanation is much more valuable than just saying no to it. Um, and I think that that is a, a huge skill set and value to you know, really bring into your kids' lives mm-hmm. because they need to know that. And there, unfortunately, there are generations that didn't do that well, and yeah. and you and you see that, or just even parents who just didn't do it well, um, and. You know, part of it, too, is the school system and how school systems don't teach certain things about economics and and that kind of deal. But society as a whole, I guess, would be the best way to put it, has 
not done yeah. well to yeah. and there's teach the kids that stuff. So much stigma around money. And there's so especially if, if you were never taught and you actually don't know what you're doing. Right. You don't. And you don't want to admit that to your kids because mm-hmm. for so many generations, you never admit you were wrong. You never admit you make a mistake to your kids. You you maintain that I did this the right way, no, even if you completely failed. And then on top of that, not wanting to put that burden on your kid that they have to worry. I don't want that. I have to worry about money. I don't want my kids to have to worry about money. Right. So I'm just not going to tell them about it. I'm not going to teach them about it. Yeah. And it's which is such not a, a good, horrible yeah. decision. <laughs> that's, right? a, that's, that's because, the word. Yeah. You went the, you yeah, went the wrong extreme. <laughs> exactly. Like they're 18. Like, wait a minute. Oh, uh, I can't afford paper towels. What has happened? Right. You know, and it's just, you really have to get into it. And it's one of those things. I think I liken it to all of the other kind of, dirty jobs you do as a parent where it's mm-hmm. whether it's you know staying up all night with a sick kid or it's cleaning up vomit or it's it's changing diapers or whatever it is yeah those are gross horrible tiring exhausting terrible things you need to do those you have to do all of those yeah talking about money teaching about money is very important in that same way educating yourself about money how money operates how you can operate and work with money um you know i i personally mostly let Marnie do it because she was taught she was shown she was I mean and and her father was a sugar beet farmer they had no money you know they had nine kids in a house that I don't know how they fit four people right Mm -hmm. but they did they just made that they did what they had to do they had a huge garden they ate out of their garden they canned things and you know and they came he came from that 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 lifestyle yeah and went 100% 100% the right direction on how to handle money and taught Marnie how to handle money. And Marnie is very spreadsheet oriented. She loves spreadsheets, right? So it worked very well for her. And then she's shown like Fabian, I said, we're driving home because, well, we get my first paycheck um, tomorrow or whatever. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, um, we could take it somewhere and, you know, cash it, I guess. And, and, and he said, oh no, it direct deposits in my, my account, my checking account. And I'm like, oh, well, there you go. That's cool. 17 year old, you got a checking account. And he said, yeah, I'm putting half of it directly into my savings and I'm going to use the rest of it. I'm not going to spend it all, but I do want to go every day, like go to school and get an extra like cookie or whatever from the vending machine from there. It's not really a vending machine, but it's the, yeah. the lunchrooms vending area. Right. And I'm just like, who are you? That's I awesome. don't even do that. I don't know how to do, I mean, I know, I guess I could figure that out, but if I was back on a paycheck, What I did before I became an at-home dad is I took my paycheck, I signed it, and I gave it to Marnie. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, literally, I would still be sending it on like, you know, uh, well, I bought 15, 12 packs of uh, Dr. Pepper and a bunch (laughs) of Red Hots. And that's (laughs) what I would do. I would spend a little candy and crap because I'm just a moron when it comes to money. Um, But she's perfect at it. And she taught him. And he's doing it. And then... And and fortunately, my 14-year-old is just like Marnie. He is going to adore spreadsheets for his entire life. He's going to have a spreadsheet six months in advance for everything that's going on in his life, I can tell. And that's great. <laughs> and I love that. I wish everybody had that, right? He needs that but, shirt that I've seen recently that says, I'm thinking of a spreadsheet for that right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, but, that's teaching our kids those things. And maybe that's and bring it back around. Maybe that's part of, you know, your goals for your kids, mm-hmm. not you, but our goals, the world's goals, our father's goals yeah. for our kids. 
What do we want to teach them this year? What do they want to, what do we need them to learn? Because you have to look ahead and say, okay, I've only got 16 years to teach my kid all these things. Well, I got 16 years. That's forever. No, that no, goes my friends. So fast. no, my friends, the day drags so long, but the years are a blur. You turn yeah. around and like me, I got a kid going to college. Like what? Yeah. He's going to be voting in the next presidential election. I'm like what? Yeah. This little dude. I can't, I had to tie him to a tree when we went camping. So he wouldn't climb into the fire pit. You know, <laughs> I didn't tie him to it, but it was like leashed. It leashed him to a tree, you know, because yeah. he was, he's a moron. What are you talking about? He can't go to college. Well, uh, yes. Cause that was nearly two decades ago, you old man. And he's grown yeah. up. Right. And you, you don't have all the time you think you have. So well, setting those goals, you know, granted, if you have a two-year-old, you don't have to teach them about money. That's not what we're saying. That's no. not what I'm saying, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but learning that they need to know these things and when they need to learn them well before they need it. Yes. You know? Oh, definitely. Well, and that's, and that's the thing too, with like just the fact of college you were talking about, like we've, we've been talking to the kids about the fact that, um, Instead of setting up a 523 account, because that is something used just for college, um, with my wife working in finances, we've there's this other um, account that you can open up. That's it's called a UTMA, and uh, sounds like a disease, but uh, <laughs> uh, but basically UTMA account uh, allows you to uh, put money in and then also invest it as well. And uh, when they turn 18, they get access to it to be able to, you know, if they're wanting to get an apartment or if they want to, hmm. uh, you know, go to a skill trade, that kind of deal. Uh, it does not have the same uh, abilities that the um, the 523 has. Um, you can, It's more of a um, kind of like a savings. It's basically a bigger savings account in the fashion of yeah. it's got flexibility. And so, like, you can even give deposit slips out to... Uh, family members who are like, what do the, what do your kids want for Christmas or birthday? And it's like, they really don't need a whole lot. Like, but if mm -hmm. you really feel led to like, you know, whatever you were thinking of spending, just, you know, put it into their UTMA and we'll take care of making sure that it gets, you know, yeah. invested properly and stuff. And so both the kids have those. And cause we also too, we don't want to put them into a box and be like, you're going to go to college. Like um, we, we want them to be able to, you know, if they don't want to go to college or if they are going to take time off in between high school and college, like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But I know for, you know, the way that the kids talk all the time, like they're kind of talking outside of the box on the things that they want to go and do. Most of which don't include um, college, but more of like skills, trade, like trades and, mm -hmm. and things along those lines. And it's like, all right, well, you know, if a kid's going to go into trades, like 523 is not really going to help a whole lot like it's got to it, there's different it's, uh it's, it's a lot harder to get that yeah, yeah it's it's harder to get that money out actually um mm -hmm. and so uh i've told Corey that uh it, you know it would be uh a really cool like breakout session for her to or even maybe even a webinar depending on how like how her company allows her to do it but to be able to to talk to our community of you know dads and uh kind of present both options like hey like this is one this is the other like this is how they function because i think a mm -hmm. lot of times like we don't maybe know how that that works and honestly like until i got oh, into yeah. the fin financial industry like i didn't understand it but she's much higher up on the ladder than i am and has way more knowledge of it so that's that's been a huge um just point that we've actually been able to share with other people as well like mm -hmm. you know because 
a lot of times you're like, oh, what, what do I do? How do I set my kid up for this? And like, you know, our oldest is going to turn 11 in a couple of months. And it's like, mm-hmm. good Lord, he's got seven years before he's right. 18. Like that's crazy. And, and it you goes, look how fast the last seven years went. Yeah. Bam. It's gone. I mean, he'll be out, like you said, before you know it. Well, just the fact that like, you know, you think about COVID and how all that happened, like those years went mm-hmm. by so fast and you're like, you yeah. look back and you're like, what, what happened? Like, that's crazy. It's like, <laughs> here, I have a jun- I have a kid who's going to be in junior high next year. Like mm-hmm. talk about mind blown. Like, I'm like, holy cow, like life is going to be very different next year just yeah. because of, you know, he's going to be experiencing a lot of different things. And then also too, like our daughter, she just kind of melds right into him in a lot of ways. So it's interesting mm-hmm. just how that all plays. So it's like, while we're teaching him, like, basically it's like, we're not going to, we don't want to leave her in the dust, even though she's a couple years younger than him. Like they both need to be learning these things at the same yeah. time. And that's, yeah. that's the biggest key to it. And so, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And that's like, I, I just, for us, like, that's one of the biggest things. Like my, my wife came from a family, like you were talking about with your wife, like my wife's uh, family were farm are farmers too. Um, and, you know, farmers, I feel like are the, some of the biggest gamblers in the world, honestly, because <laughs> yes, they are. I mean, yeah. it's, you put it in the ground and you pray to God that it's going to grow something that's going to, you know, have a great return for you or otherwise, mm-hmm. like, you know, you could be in ruins, honestly, really quickly. And, uh, so she was never really taught finances because they just kind of were very willy nilly about things. And then when she got into being at fidelity, she's like, Oh wow. Like we need to be you know, a lot more stringent on how we're doing these things. And on top of that too, like going to church, we got involved with Dave Ramsey and I'm not saying that he's yeah. like the pinnacle of things, but just learning how to budget your money right and how to mm-hmm. maybe attack debt um, are w- was really important for us to be able to see that from coming from a family that didn't really discuss those things outright yeah. because it was private matter and you don't want to discuss that. And it's like, that's one of probably the worst things that families can do is like, oh yeah, finances is a private matter. It's like, one, <laughs> kids are observant. They see things like mm-hmm. they understand. Like I know for a fact, Corey in high school worked uh, and like you were saying, like, you know, your son was like, oh, I take half of it and I put in a savings account and there half I do this. She would take it and have to like go pay a water bill or an electric bill with it because mm-hmm. the her parents, you know, her dad didn't have the money for it because he was a farmer. Yeah. Her mom was a stay at home. And so, um, you know, it's those kind of things like they saw that. And then when they get into being adults, it's like, you know, a lot of times there's this resolute to like, I am not going to be like that. You know, like yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go the opposite direction. And so, yeah, that's very passionate about that. That's something mm-hmm. that our family yeah, yeah. really leans on hard uh, to make sure that our kids grow up to understand all of those elements. Mm-hmm. I really love it when you said, talking about the uh, uh, UTMA, that what your kids want to do when they leave high school, when yeah. they start their life, do they want to go to college? Or mm-hmm. they want to go to a trade school. My immediate thought was one of the things that I want for all of my kids is that they travel. Yes. I want them to take a year abroad, whatever that might mean for them, wherever they want to go. If they want to do it as, as part of their college thing, if they just want to do it on their own, if they want to do it like as a missionary somewhere, whatever they decide they want to do, where they want to reach out and go experience a different culture. It could be, I mean, it could honestly be just spend six months in Mexico 
doing something, not like yeah. sitting on the beach, getting drunk, you know, no. you could do that too, but go work at a mission a purpose, or something, you know, work yeah. at a mission, help people with, you know, cause everyone needs help in the world, finding those things to experience that difference in the, in, you know, we were growing up in Wisconsin. There's not a lot of variety in Wisconsin for people. You yeah. have to go to one of the big cities and you're like, oh, wow. Okay. People from everywhere. Um, and understanding that people grew up different, people learn different, people eat different, everything about it. And that it's all amazing. Yeah. You know, just experience it. I love it that you brought that up about the, the UTMA, that it's, it gives an opportunity to, to, let them do what they want to do, you know, to follow their dream, whatever that might be. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's very important as a parent to remember that, mm, okay, like all of my kids, everything I want, they need to go to college. In my opinion, they just need to go to college and one's the experience. One is maybe a year abroad, but get a degree, whatever it might be in to understand that education is important and whether they use that degree or not, honestly, I don't care. You know, if they decide, I mean, we met a guy that was one of the best tour guides I've ever met. He knew so much about his country, the area, why they did the things they did. He had more understanding of his country's history than I do of American history. Mm. And he was just verbose. He's just dumping information on you. Right. And his degree is in geology. Yeah. And it has nothing cool. to do with what anything that we talked about. He didn't talk any, <laughs> barely anything about geology the whole time. Um, I mean, he talked more about their uh, their moves with nuclear power plants, both locally and in the world, yeah. and how that affected the local economy and the local environment, and all this other stuff. Nothing to do with geology, but it was a foundation of education that he started with. Right now, that's what I want for my kids. Honestly, that's what I expect of my kids: go get a degree, but. If they said, you know, dad, I, I don't think a degree is where I want to go. I want to go, you know, I love trade schools. Absolutely. Yeah. I want you to do that too. <laughs> you know, figure out how to, how to figure out how to change the thermostat. Is that that hard? It evidently is. I still go back to that. I met so many college kids. Like I get so many emergency calls. Well, the heat's not working. The heat's not working. Oh, okay. It's two o'clock in the morning. I'm on my way. Show up. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, have you touched the thermostat? Yeah, we put it all the way over to 80 and nothing happens. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm going to flip it from cold or cool to oh, heat. Yeah. <laughs> and it immediately goes, and they're over huddling by the vents like, yes, our savior, <laughs> we were going to die of the cold. I'm like, just flip it to heat, you moron. <laughs> I got to the point where I asked ahead of time, like, well, do me a favor, just flip it over to the heat. And see if you get any kind of a burning smell. You should smell something. It's, it's basically just dust and yes. like burning off of the elements. And like, oh, God, I smell smoke. I guess I smell smoke. I'm like, no, no, calm down. Calm down. Go deep breath. Yeah. It'll go away in a second. <laughs> you know? Why your dad didn't teach you this? I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so trade schools are fantastic. And I would love that, too. Uh, I would love it. For my, if that's what they want to do. Like, my kid? Okay. So we had Christmas presents. Uh -huh. And... James is 14. He got a present for Fabian. Okay. Because it's his older brother. I'm like, this is adorable. And he goes, no, it's not, Dad. Just wait. Oh, and it's it's a big ball of tape. Oh, and God. inside the tape is a grocery bag. And inside the grocery bag is another ball of tape. And inside of that ball of tape is a, I think it was a Ziploc bag. And it goes down five layers of tape and wrapping. And then at the very end, it's a picture of 
uh, the guy that does the Rick Roll. Do you know what a Rick Roll is? Oh my Never gosh! Gonna give you up. Yes, yeah, and yes. It, it's, and he and he traced a drawing of the guy's face and goes, "Merry Christmas." And Fabian was livid. He was mm-hmm. like, "I cannot believe!" And I'm like, "This is beautiful." I said, "Don't <laughs> don't push it." Fabian said, "I'll get you back next year. I'll do blah 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 blah." And I said, "Fabian, what you don't recognize is James knows how to weld." Because he's taking metal shop oh, and he's God. made himself a toolbox and a, and a thing to hang coats on yeah. and all this stuff. He knows how to weld. And I swear the, the anger in Fabian's eyes, he goes, if you give me a present that's welded shut, I'm going to hit you with it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, guys, 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 just calm down. Yeah, don't mess with people just who know joke. how to use tools yeah, right. and, and all that. Like, that's just never but a good thing. The reality is, I don't know how to weld. I know how to solder and stuff, and I can put like you know AC machines, uh, AC machines, uh, ACs in with you know solder the the copper lines together. I know how to do that. I don't know how to weld. I can yeah. forge weld, you know, like put it in a lot of heat and and hammer two pieces of metal together. But I don't know like TIG welding and, and MIG welding and all that. I don't. Yeah. My son does. Oh, hey. And that's such an awesome skill to have. Yeah. Right. And that's again, amazing. Learned it in metal shop, but maybe he wants to go do that. You know, I want to go to a trade school instead of a, you, you can know, make some real good uh, money being a welder. I'll tell you that yeah. much. There's some great jobs yeah. out there for that. So yeah. that's awesome. That's hilarious. Very dangerous, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, what I'm trying to say is, okay, wherever you want to go. And yeah. having the ability to move that money into a place where they can use it, I think is very, very smart. Right. Um, I don't know what Marnie's doing with it. I think she does the 523. Is that what it is? 523? 523. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, I think yeah. that's what we have already set up. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm going to go, hey, Marnie, I think we ought to move the kids over to a UTMA. Yeah. Look into it. And check just it out. see what she, well, no, she'll be like. How do you even know what that is? Who are you even talking to? <laughs> what like, are you doing now? <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying for some sexy time. And I know if I talk to you about finances, you'd be like, oh, you're so smart. I love you. Yeah. yeah. yeah so UTMA buttons. sound good? Yeah. It should be like, okay, so tell me about a UTMA. Why would you want to do that? I'm like, whoa, uh, that doesn't really matter, babe. I mean, if you don't know, I'll just leave. I said the words. You got to figure right, out the I rest. The you, do this. <laughs> you fill in the you fill in the rest of the sentence. <laughs> you just have to remember I'm smart. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that that's a total husband. That's a total husband thing, right? That's a total husband yeah. move right there. Oh yeah. my goodness! Well, you know, we hope that everybody listening to this, like that, you got a couple things out of it, especially with the fact that you know 2024 is here and the opportunity to kind of reset goals and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, reevaluate um, what it is that, you know, is important to you and your family. And then also to, uh, to consider um, re-upping your membership for the National At Home Dad Network so that you have access to, you know, the videos that we were talking about. And there's plenty more, trust me, uh, in there. You get access to all of them. So lots of, lots of benefits in that. But uh, we, I just want to say also too, um, as we turn the page into 2024, a big thank you to all of the listeners. Um, this podcast yes. has grown um, quite a bit uh, over the past year. Um, I just saw actually where we've got like 94 like Spotify listeners uh, alone, which is pretty awesome. Um, and you know we're coming up on 150 episodes here pretty soon, and you know almost 13,000 downloads. So we're really uh, you know, enjoying putting out the information. And it seems like that 
a lot of people are enjoying listening to it and sharing it with other people too, as they find, you know, Oh, like I know this person would like to listen to this. And so we really appreciate all that. And so we just, I just, you know, we just want to convey how, um, how thankful we, we are for, for everybody's dedication to, to our show. Um, and we'll just keep continuing to uh, put out episodes as, uh, you know, this year chugs along. So, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, uh, I think we're, uh, we're, we're up against the clock. So uh, we will talk to you all next week and uh, hope you have a, a great, uh, great week until then. Good night, everybody. I'm a dad. That's what I do.